Building and sustaining a business is hard. Whether you're just beginning or have been at it for a while and need a pick-me-up, you're about to get exactly what you need. Welcome to Go For It. Your host is Joe Hausman. Today, you'll hear stories from others on how to keep going and laugh while you learn. Here is your host, Joe Hausman. Hello and welcome to the, This is Joe for Go For It. Thank you so much for coming back this week, this month, this year to listen to this show. I'm so appreciative of each and every one of you. Um, thank you for your comments. Thank you for your emails, text messages, um, and all that for your support. I truly, truly, truly appreciate each and every one of you. It really has just been a blessing. Uh, gosh, four years on Voice America so far. And it's just been so, so great. So many awesome, awesome guests I've had on the show, and today, of course, is no different, which I'm so excited to bring her on today. But first, a little bit about me. If I don't know how you've forgotten, but if you have, as you know, I'm your go-for-it business strategist. I'm a speaker and a two-time now best-selling author, and helping you grow your business and life through the art of mentoring and coaching. And, you know, really today is what we're going to talk about that, too, about the legacy of mentoring. And then, if you're a speaker... And or if you have any speaking, need a speaker for any reason, just go ahead and uh, email me as well and go to my website and you'll find out more information about me there. So again, that's joehosman.com. And again, speaking, you know, I, I've been doing a lot of virtual speaking lately and all that. So that's really a lot of fun too. So I, I get it. You know, everything now is more virtual than anything. I've actually been working virtually since 2005 and before social media even was really a thing. Right, I started a virtual assistant business at that time. Ran it for eleven years, so I know all about being virtual, and um, it's just been it's just been great. So anyway, no further ado, I'd love to introduce my wonderful guest, April. And April and I met in January of 2020, and we met at a goals retreat. Right, and sometimes you just and we talked about this last weekend. Sometimes you just meet that person or people but you just know you're going to be friends with and you just have that connection with and April and her husband, Tony, even, but there are those connections for me. Um, just fantastic. We're fellow Midwesterners. We get it. You know, we're in the cold. Well, she's not in the cold right now. She's actually in a warmer part of the country, but, um, we're, you know, we just, we collaborate on so many different things. And if you're not on clubhouse, I truly encourage you to get on clubhouse because it's, it's been a great avenue for us also to connect her and I have started a few rooms together in the clubhouse. So anyway, it's just been wonderful. And so April, her name is April Marluski Hudzinski, and she is a serial entrepreneur, entrepreneur currently overseeing not one, not two, not three, seven businesses and counting. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I can do like three or four, but she does seven. So this girl's got some, she's got some creative juices going, and she says that her creative juices flow best when she's collaborating on investment property opportunities or mentoring on wealth building and taking control of your personal finances. Amen. As a mother of three little ones, she's constantly working to balance her professional ambitions with personal values and little eyes watching her every move. Living with intention guides her decisions while her clients flock to her willingness to be vulnerable and transparent. She hosts a weekly podcast and is a true believer in good karma. April, welcome to my show. Go for it. (laughs) Thank you, Joe. It's such a pleasure to be here. 
Well, thanks for coming on today because I know um, you and your husband are traveling. And so thank you so much for taking time out of um, your day to come on the show with me today. Happy to do it. As you mentioned, good karma. I'm a big believer in that. So, uh, you know, I, I have the beach right outside my balcony and, uh, you know, the sun beating on my face and air in my lungs. So we'll take it. Life is good. Life is good, my dear. Life is good. So tell, so what I'd like to ask April of all my wonderful guests is tell us a little bit more about you. So I'm just going to tell you, you're young, you know, um, and you've got all these things that you're so successful with, but just truly tell us like how you got to be where you're at today. Sure. Well, thank you. That's, um, that's such a nice compliment. You know, some days I I look at uh, what I'm working on and I think, gosh, what am I doing? Am I crazy? But, you know, I grew up in an entrepreneurial family and my parents owned multiple businesses as I was growing up. And so I just thought that that was normal. I thought that you had multiple irons in, in the, you know, on the fire or on the stove at all times. And I just thought that that was how you lived, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. quite frankly, and didn't realize that until I had um, gone through my undergrad and uh, was in my first professional position and had to have like a set schedule. And I thought, gosh, this is so strange. And then I didn't know what to do with myself after I was done with my work for the day. And mm-hmm. so I, I found myself realizing as I went through the career path that I thought I was going to go down, um, that it just didn't fit with my upbringing or my values or my understanding of how to live. And I really flocked to that idea of flexibility and um, you know, really being more self-reliant. And so, um, gosh, it was probably about 11, 10 or 11 years ago now that I just, I made the decision to become uh, self-employed and took the leap and have not looked back. And a lot of my friends often refer to it as I'm now an outdoor cat, you know, as I was preparing to leave the career that I had worked so hard to work my way up the ladder and, in be into a career that I had gone to school for. And I was about to leave that. One of my colleagues said, you know, you're going to, you're going to be an outdoor cat. Now you're not going to be working for someone else ever again. I have a feeling. And I've just, I've appreciated that. And now I take it as like a, you know, a a badge of honor that I'm an outdoor cat and have been self-employed since. Absolutely. You know, back when I was in my twenties, I had a, I worked at a job and I remember my supervisor saying, you're not going to be here long you're not, you're moving up the ladder and you're going up fast. And I said, yep, you're right. I am. But little did I know at that time I was going to be an entrepreneur. So yes, uh, congratulations. It really is fun to be an outdoor cat. (laughs) I never been, I never referred to it as that, but I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You know, it's, um, it's a lot of work. It's a completely different lifestyle and it's a commitment every day to be willing to put in the hard work and, sometimes maybe not necessarily live or understand like the cool like trends or, you know, the sexy things that are happening in the world. You know, my friends are asking me about the Schitt's Creek um, show and I'm like, I don't know what that is. Mm -hmm, (laughs) And mm -hmm. I I recognize like, yeah, maybe I spend my time a little bit differently, but at the end of the day, it, it totally fuels my fire. You know what? That's why you and I connect so well. I'm the exact same way. People go like, did you watch this show? I'm like, I don't really watch TV. I, I've never heard of that show. People say, well, what about the show on Netflix? Never. I've watched a show on Netflix. Never. And I'm like, I just, that's exactly how I am. I, I work so differently than 
a lot, so many people. So I'm just like you in that way. I just, but it, rent is due every day. So when you're an entrepreneur, rent is due every day and you have to get up and you have to work your, you know, if you call it a job, work your business and work it, work it, work it. And so there's a totally different mindset that comes with that than what it is if you um, have a job. But there's also a mindset when you have a job, plus you also do a business on the side at night or on the weekends, right? So with everything, there is a mindset. So how did, uh, when you decide to do that and take that leap of faith, was it easy for you? Was it hard? Or how did that look like for you? Sure. Yeah. It um, it was all and everything. <laughs> it was terrifying. It was exhilarating. It was a lot of late nights and just working your butt off. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't have traded it for anything. Um, you know, my husband and I had a at, when we decided when I decided to go full time and, and be self employed. I owned we owned a DJ business, and so we. We're quite busy with that, and when I say DJ business, we were offering our services to weddings or large events. So playing the music, planning events, coordinating a lot of the intricate details of time and flow in in large groups. And um, we were doing that mostly. That was just like our side hustle, and it had gotten to the point where it was so big that we were learning a lot about just owning a business, and I... um, you know, I looked at my husband one day and I said, you know, I'm just not really happy and feeling satisfied in, in my work anymore. I think I want, I think now's the time to leave my career and try something new. And he said, well, what should we do? And so we started vetting out a handful of different businesses and just started putting out feelers and asking around like, hey, what do you do for a business? Or, you know, if we saw somebody out golfing on a Tuesday, we'd be like, what do you do for work that you can be golfing on a Tuesday mm-hmm. at 10 a.m.? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we fleshed out a lot of different businesses and none of them felt right. And then finally I looked back, you know, I'm a big, um, bucket list maker and I've, I, since I, for as long as I can remember, I had made a bucket list of things that I always wanted to do. And ironically, one of those things was to own a bar, um, and in, in the Midwest and in Wisconsin in particular, bars are a dime a dozen and, Gosh, most of them fail. <laughs> but for some reason, I thought, gosh, you know, that seems like a really good fit for me. It's building community. It's bringing people together to celebrate life and connecting people and then creating an opportunity to put good karma into the world in lots of different ways. You, you know, when you think of a bar, it's really an extension of someone's home or community. And if you're familiar with the concept of a third space, There's a lot of research that says all people desire or crave a third space. So typically their home is one of those spaces. Their work or their profession is a second space. And then oftentimes it's either their place of worship or their school or, um, you know, some other third space that really rounds out their sense of community. And for me, I thought, gosh, what if I could use the idea of a bar and create that sense of community and, and just, you know, knock it out of the park. And so we, um, my husband said, okay, we've never owned a bar, but let's figure it out. So we, we did our due diligence. We took about a year and we interviewed anybody and everybody in the state of Wisconsin who would talk to us. And that's something that when I'm talking with other people who are thinking, yeah, I want to take that leap. I want to build my wings on the way down and figure it out. I say, you've got to put in the hard work. You have to really vetted out and do those information gathering interviews with people because that knowledge that I learned over that course of that year, that 
prepared me to be so much more successful. And I started off so much farther ahead than most people who might get started without having done that research. Mm -hmm. And I'm really grateful for that. Very much so. When I started, I saw I had a little home biz, not home biz, little shop here in my town, and I did the exact same thing. So, yeah, when you have to do your due diligence, because then you do, you start off so much farther ahead. And honestly, people who already have businesses, I don't know. I have found that they love to be mentors, right? They love to mentor other people who are interested in doing the same thing. Yeah, it's funny so, you say that. I um, I used to joke about that because the people who were really successful and doing it well were so happy to welcome me with arms wide open and teach me anything and everything they could to help me yes. be successful. And yes. interestingly enough, there was a lot of people when I would reach out and say, hey, you know, I see you have this business. I'd love to come talk to you and just learn a little bit about your story and how you got involved and, you know, any words of wisdom. Oftentimes, what I learned is the people who are, some, some people would welcome me in and say, yeah, come on in, and I'll, I'll talk to you. But then the, the, the tone would shift, and they, their guard would be up, and they'd be thinking, like, what is, is this person trying to steal my information? Or I could sense that they just didn't feel comfortable sharing with me. And I started to develop a theory about this that, you know, rising tides really raise all ships. And people who embrace that and embrace collective camaraderie and the idea of good karma, gosh, you're, you're setting yourself up for good success and you're surrounding yourself with good people. And oftentimes now looking back how many years later, I look at some of those people who were so guarded and boy, you know, it wasn't two, three years later that those businesses were closing left and right. That's right. Absolutely. Ironically, you should say uh, you wanted to own a bar. I've always wanted to own a coffee shop. So ah, cool. Uh, yeah. They're very yeah, but similar. I've never, I've never taken the leap, you know, I've thought about it several times, but I've never taken the leap. So it's, uh, so again, there's another, another thing that we have in common, right? So, you know, you want to own a bar. So do you still own that bar today? I don't actually, you know, I, um, we owned that one for, we bought it, we bought a building and we built the business from scratch. I felt really strongly about that. And that created a road for me into the industry of real estate and investment property. And that really opened up my eyes to a whole new way of being an entrepreneur and self-reliance. So when we started that bar, I thought, gosh, I'm going to do this for the long haul. I'm going to just build this business and it's just going to be, this is my life now. And, uh, you know, within the first year, gosh, Joe, it was so fun. The, you know, the first couple of months, let's talk your honeymoon f- period of any right. new business. So you, you can't really look at that. But, um, but what, if you look beyond that, our, that bar that we had created, created such a, a, gosh, a connection with people and created this, uh, we, you know, we used to joke that that became a community icon. We were right at the, at the heart of our downtown of the city that we were in and became really well known very quickly and soon um, just grew and grew and grew. But what was so interesting to me was I was also at the same point navigating becoming a mom. And I used to joke after I had my first child, I said, you know, there's not much difference between a brand new baby (laughs) or an infant and a drunk person at 2 a.m. That's right. That's right. That's (laughs) amen to that. Yes. (laughs) 
they're both upset about something. They're both thirsty. They're both like, you yep. know, there might be vomit on the eat. floor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's something that's just not right. And, you know, we used to also say that nothing good really ever happens after midnight. Everybody right. should be in bed and should mm-hmm. should really not be out after that point. And so I started seeing a really large dissonance or rub. Um, there was some friction between me and wanting to be the parent that I was as well as the business owner that I was. And as soon as I started realizing that my heart wasn't in it in the same way and I was ready for that next challenge and to grow as an entrepreneur, um, we actually established, a, we found somebody who was very interested in also owning a bar. And ironically, that person had, from day one of us opening, would belly up and say, gosh, you know, I'm so so jealous or envious that you guys did this. I've always dreamed of owning a bar. I've, you know, my family has a long line of bar owners and I'm just, I'm jealous that you guys are doing it, but I'm also really curious to see how it plays out. Well, interestingly enough, um, you know, five years later, he ended up deciding to uh, buy our business and we sold it on a land contract, which is pretty much just like we loaned them money so that they can get started because it's very difficult to get financial lending for starting a bar business. And, um, and so we actually got out of that and I really pivoted into real estate. And then I also, um, I, you know, my past career before becoming a bar owner and growing our DJ business was in life coaching. And so I would work with, um, well, that's kind of like the trendy term now, but years ago I would work with, um, students as they were coming onto college campuses and I would help them really understand what their motivations are, where their career path would go if they picked different majors and different lifestyle choices, you know, understanding how to have a schedule, et cetera. So I went more into life coaching and and real estate. Awesome. So we do have to take a break, but when we come back, as you can tell, April's got a ton of energy. I just love, do you see why I just love talking to her? Oh my goodness. So you have, you have just given so much great information. But when we come back after break, we're going to follow up with this. And then I do have a text message I want to read to you um, from my good friend, Linda, who's listening. So ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. I have a special offer just for listeners of Go For It. Learn how to maximize your business through the art of a mastermind. Being in a mastermind group can help propel you farther in life and business. Plus, you can also help others in their life and business. A mastermind group is defined as a peer-to-peer mentoring concept used to help members solve their problems with input and advice from the other group members. Since you are listening to the show, there is a place for you in my next mastermind group. For more information, visit johosman.com. Are you tired of being just the status quo? Are you tired of not earning what you are worth? Most of my clients have fear to blame for that. Overcoming fear and feeling empowered helps navigate you to becoming your better self. As one of my clients says, Joe, you are a shining light in a dark world. Wow, that says a lot. Let's get you going to becoming your better self and recognizing when fear and obstacles come into your life. We all have fear and we need to overcome it in order to go for it. Let's help propel you to live your best life. Contact me at joehosman.com. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to go for it to reach joe hausman with a comment or question about the show please send an email to joe at joehausman.com that's j-o at joehausman.com now back to go for it welcome back to go for it this is joe with my phenomenal guest april marluski hadzinski and we are talking about man she is like a serial entrepreneur and she's got energy galore and April, I forgot to read this to you, but my friend Linda is an avid listener, love her to death, and she says, April is so full of zest for productivity. And then she just wrote, Joe, you and I are going to open up a coffee shop together called Joe Lynn's Coffee Shop. <laughs> I love that. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you, Linda. Yeah, she is. She is the best. She's from Iowa. And I think I told you about how we had went to some of those um, uh, weekend seminar things together yeah and she and her yep. husband were there that's how i met linda so I'm great minds you, think alike great minds yeah yeah right. absolutely so anyway so before break we were just talking about you were you're really getting and yeah and back you know even five ten years ago life coaching wasn't as big a term as it is now but you're getting more into that life coaching but um I know you also do, from that life coaching, you probably also have went in another direction as well. So I wanted to get have you get into that because the personal finance of what you're going to talk about, I think is so, so, so important for everybody. But for me, I'm, I, you know, I always geared toward women. So I'm like, it's so important for women to know their personal finance. So let's talk about a little bit how you got into more into the life coaching and then get into the personal finance part of it. Yeah, you bet. Well, when you say life coaching, I think, like I said, I think that has, um, it's a big buzz term these days. And Mm -hmm. interestingly enough, when I left um, my career, which I was literally doing that and helping people to really sift through all the different facets of their life, and I, I became an entrepreneur, I kind of forgot about a lot of that stuff. And so uh, not necessarily forgot it, but set it on the, on the shelf, and I was applying it as an entrepreneur, but I wasn't necessarily teaching other people at that point. And then when I sold that business, I thought, what do I do now? Like, I, I, <laughs> I, did, what I did what I set out to do. So now what's next? And um, for me, I had had, over the course of owning and building a business, I had so many people reach out to me and say, I want to start a business. I saw how successful you were. Can you teach me what you did? And I thought, gosh, yeah, I could, as we talked about, any entrepreneur who is doing it well and has that heart of a teacher is happy to pull back the curtain and teach whatever they're learning and whatever has worked and also give heads up on the things that don't work. And so I started doing that for other businesses as well as um, I started taking on clients very quickly after selling my business and 
it, it grew into its own little business here. And I thought, gosh, this is really fun, but it wasn't necessarily working or fitting in the way that I wanted. I really wanted a new challenge and, and I was really doing all of the things that I had already done or knew very familiar or I was very familiar with. And so I pivoted completely and um, decided I'm going to get into real estate. And um, really, when I looked back at owning a bar, it was so interesting. At the end of the day, I was making the same amount of money off of that bar space as I was from the building that I had bought that had other rental properties in it. And I thought, gosh, I'm not doing nearly as much work from that building. Maybe I should get into commercial and multifamily rentals. And so I, I really just went down that direction and learned as much as I could and started talking to people, went and got my real estate license and went down that direction. And that was good. But it, again, it didn't necessarily fit. And that's something I've learned over the, the last few years is when something doesn't feel right or you're feeling that resistance, it's okay. It's not that you're a failure and it's not that you're doing something wrong. It might just mean that maybe you're not on the exact right path and that's the universe's way of giving you a gentle nudge that you really need to recalibrate. And I started looking back and thinking, what do I really like to do? And, you know, for years I had been um, coaching people on their finances mm -hmm. and their personal finances in particular. I had um, really loved the Dave Ramsey approach. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. Actually, I think yep. we talked about that, haven't we? Mm -hmm. Yep, we did. Yep, we did. Yeah. So for any of our listeners, um, the Dave Ramsey approach, it, he's a financial coach or guru, I guess, or expert in the industry. And he really tries to help people get out of debt. And so he has um, his own baby step program. And so I had been facilitating his classes for about five years. And just loved it. And that was more of a hobby of mine. But when I looked back at what is fulfilling me, I realized, wow, when I'm talking with a young couple who's trying to figure out how they can overcome their student loans so that they can buy their first house. Or if I'm talking with somebody who's trying to figure out how to leave their career of 15 years because they're not satisfied and take that leap, but financially they feel strapped. That that was an area where I thought, oh, I like to be that problem solver. Let's figure these out together. And so I really pivoted into mentoring people in particular on their personal finances. And I loved that. And it really just, it spoke to my heart. And it was so fun to see people completely shift their life and take control of their money. And that was an area that really satisfied me. And it was an area that I could lean into my skill set and my gifts and and be that accountability buddy to really infuse other people to follow the path that they truly want and not necessarily be tied down by the financial situation or circumstances that they were in. And then from that, I started really realizing that um, this is more recent than anything. You know, a couple of years ago, I went through a pretty traumatic experience and there was, you know, there was loss of life, there was loss of property, there was damage, there was a lot of um, personal hurt in, within my own soul. <laughs> and I've done a lot of work on the healing front this past year. And what I came out of that from was, wow, it's really important that when there's a tragedy, you just never know when those things are going to happen. And when those happen, it's really, really important to make sure that you have a game plan in place. And that's mm -hmm. not something that I ever thought that I would be getting into. I, I never thought that I'd be talking with people about their estate plans or end-of-life plans. But I realized that that was something that I was really passionate about. And so because of that, 
what went from a joking conversation of, hey, you know, for my birthday this year, I'd really like to host an estate planning workshop has now really evolved into, which I've learned that my friends and family don't think that's a funny idea for a a party. Um, And I didn't (laughs) think it was funny, but I thought, hey, that's my gift. Like, I'm going to get all my people that I love that I know don't have their, you know, will or their power of attorney, or they don't have any plan for their young children. If in the event that something were to happen, I want to get them all together in a room and make them do this. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I, uh, I just felt really strongly about that because I just, I've watched in the last couple of years, one too many women, very similar ages and, you know, with young children, have something happen in their life or their personal finances, or maybe it's a divorce of some sort, whatever it is, a big life shift, and they're not prepared. And that leaves them really trying to pick up the pieces at a time when they really need to be taking care of their heart and their soul and their emotions. And it's really hard to be dealing with big, hard conversations like, you know, what do we do with our mortgage? What do we, you know, how do we pay off these debts? How do I deal with these things when I'm hurting inside? And so I really have shifted my um, my time to helping people figure out their estate plans and really kind of jumpstart that. So this is not necessarily people who already have an estate plan, but I'm trying to help people who they understand it's important, but they've not ever taken the time to actually implement it. And interestingly, Joe, one in three adults with children under the age of 18 have an estate plan in place. That means two out of three of your friends, if you, if your friends have kids under the age of 18, don't have any estate planning documents in place. And that statistic just floored me. And I'm like, okay, that's my life's mission. Now I'm changing that statistic. Yep. Yep. And you know what you have to, because of the fact, you know, and I'm again, April and I have similar, similar, similar mindsets and everything else because of the fact, you know, we lost my dad when I was 11. So thankfully, they had an estate plan put into place. So right away, I already knew going into my adult life, I had to have that. Life insurance was so, 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 now I'm just going to talk life insurance, but that was so important to have, right? But when you're younger, you don't want to think about it. You know, you don't want to think about it. nothing's ever going to happen. Nothing's, you know, and then divorce happens. I was a widow at 42 years old. Um, I was divorced at 24 years old, you know, stuff like stuff happens. And even though you don't want to think about it, it happens, right? So it's so important. And I'm so glad that that is your life journey now is to help them because you already have that. What would you say? Seven years you're doing the Dave Ramsey thing. And ironically enough, Mm -hmm. yeah, when my husband was alive, we actually had started doing it ourselves at our church. (laughs) So we did the program and then we were going to be the, we were just getting into the facilitator part when he got sick. So yeah, we did, we did all of that too. We just didn't do it as long. Um, But exact same thing. I am such a big proponent. So kudos to you. Uh, I just think that's so important when we have that, why it just like you have, you have that why in your life's mission. It's first of all, it's easy to get up in the morning because you know, That rent is going to be paid that day because, first of all, your why is so important. But also then you know you're helping other people, especially women, right? Um, And nothing against men because, I don't know, men, you know, they seem to, uh, like, we all, they all get it too. But I think because I know for me, because I am a woman and I know what I've been through, then I want to help other women too. So kudos to you, April. I'm so excited to see how this journey all unfolds for you. 
Thank you so much, Joe. I appreciate it. And then you're going to be having a birthday, so then you're going to put on your first um, first workshop? Yes, I am. So, like I said, what went from an idea of me just hosting some friends and family in a room and, and having an attorney, um, you know, <laughs> guide us through it, it has yep. evolved to an online workshop because what I also realized as I was talking to loved ones and asking them, hey, do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? You know, if I put together this resource that walks you through step-by-step how to do your estate planning and takes the overwhelm out of it, takes the confusion, doesn't expect you to know every single, you know, vocabulary word from law school (laughs) and actually just tells you these are the important decisions that you need to make. Would you do this? And what I realized is because it's such a vulnerable topic, and that's very similar to people sharing their, um, their experience with money, But because personal finance and because estate planning is such a a personal conversation, what I realize is a lot of people are like, you know, April, I would really trust you to do this. And I'm totally cool because I know, like, I know that you have a good heart and you wouldn't judge me. But I don't want to be in a room with other people sharing this information, not all of it at least. And I said, you know, what if I just did this virtually? I mean, we're doing everything else virtually these days. Um, what if I created a, a workshop that you could log in at your own pace and you could actually take these, you know, very small bite-sized steps at your own pace. And, and then at the end of it, you'd have everything wrapped up with a bow on it. And I got a lot of great feedback from that. So we are actually kicking off our very first estate planning workshop um, in the middle of March. Oh, good. And it'll be good, a virtual. Good, good. Yeah, people can can sign up and they can actually log in and then they can watch the videos and, and learn at their own pace. There's going to be a resource section where people can get a lot more information. They can download um, some of the important documents to use as templates. And then I also provide um, information. I've lined up um, some of my good friends who talk and are experts in the field of estate planning. So I have an attorney who's going to be also presenting on this online workshop I have a person who's going to be sharing the importance and differences in life insurance as well as a retirement um, financial planning expert who's going to talk about funding and how do you fund a trust. And, you know, if you have little kids and you and your husband both get hit by the car, a car tomorrow, how are your kids going to be financially set up so that they are covered, um, you know, throughout the rest of their life? And so lots of great resources that I'm pulling together and have pulled together and we'll be launching that in the middle of March. Yay! I am so excited. That is, you know what? I want <laughs> to share you. that for you too. I want um, on social media and everything. I want to be able to share that for you because that is so very, very, very exciting. Um, that that's just phenomenal, and especially because you're right. People don't want to sit in a workshop. Well, first of all, because of COVID and everything, but they don't want to work in a, feel in a workshop because they don't want other people to think that they're less than right? They don't want people to think that, oh, people might think I have money, but if I show up here, then they're going to know I don't. We just don't know what goes through people's minds, right? So that is so phenomenal that you're going to give them their own personal login and they can just go in at, or however you do it. So they go in at their own pace. Oh my gosh, April, I am so excited. It's not even my business. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you. (laughs) Thank you. You know, it's, it's something that I'm very excited about and it's something that I feel really passionately about. And like I said before, and I tell people I'm mentoring and coaching on, um, you know, if something doesn't feel right, don't chase the money. 
don't do something just because you want to make X amount of dollars. If it's not going to feed your heart, that's going to create a money block and an yes. energy level. That's, that's a whole nother conversation for a woo woo day. But if you really lean into something that you're really passionate about and it, for me, it brings a lump in my throat thinking about it. And it's just is something that's so important that I think, gosh, if I could help other people, especially based on the experiences that I've had the last couple of years and the trauma that I've experienced, what a cool gift. And I think that this is just going to be so cool. I did want to actually share that we are actually going to be um, uh, doing, uh, it's, we're going to be partnering this with some charities and we're also going to be giving free access to um, women who have been victims of domestic abuse. So I'm pretty excited about that too. Oh, April, you are just a doll. We have like a minute and a half until break. So I just wanted to interject that. That is so great. And so seriously, I, when you, when you get the links and all that, you send them to me, I will share it all over the place. Cause I think that's phenomenal. My friend Linda says, go get her April. She is our type of gal. I love her. She makes me smile all the time. Oh, so thank you, there Linda. You go. There you go. Yes, and you can. You're just a go-getter, and that's what's so much fun. You can hear it in your voice. You can hear your energy in your voice, and how much love you have to be able to give back to others, right? Because you have had some trauma, right? These last couple of years, and um, maybe yes. when we come back after break, maybe let's just touch on that a little bit, just so people maybe get a better understanding of that as well. And sure, ladies and gentlemen, okay, perfect. So when we come back after break, um, April, gosh. Don't you just, couldn't you just talk to April forever? I am just telling you, this girl's got, she is so full of energy, but she's also vacationing right now with her husband. And so she was gracious enough to come on the show. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after break. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google. Play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Are you tired of being just the status quo? Are you tired of not earning what you are worth? Most of my clients have fear to blame for that. Overcoming fear and feeling empowered helps navigate you to becoming your better self. As one of my clients says, Joe, you are a shining light in a dark world. Wow, that says a lot. Let's get you going to becoming your better self and recognizing when fear and obstacles come into your life. We all have fear and we need to overcome it in order to go for it. Let's help propel you to live your best life. Contact me at joehosman.com. I have a special offer just for listeners of Go For It. Learn how to maximize your business through the art of a mastermind. Being in a mastermind group can help propel you farther in life and business. Plus, you can also help others in their life and business. A mastermind group is defined as a peer-to-peer mentoring concept used to help members solve their problems with input and advice from the other group members. Since you are listening to the show, there is a place for you in my next mastermind group. For more information, visit joehosman.com. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
are listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J-O at joehausman.com. Now, back to Go For It. Welcome back to Go For It. This is Joe with my phenomenal guest, April Marluski-Hudzinski. And man, we are talking about some good stuff, right? She, uh, April is going to be putting on a state family workshop, state planning planning workshop. And, you know, a lot of it for women, but men, I'm sure, can take it too, right, April? I mean, because men need it too, but our focus, I don't know about April's, but mine is women, really toward women, but also how she's going to have available online so you can do it at your own pace, which is phenomenal, Um because I don't know if you're like me. Sometimes I can do things pretty fast, and other times it takes me a little bit longer. So anyway, I just cannot wait to promote that for you. And you know what, April? I've been forgetting to tell people about your website, and it's Paradigm U, right? ParadigmU.com? It is, yeah. You know, yes. when I started coaching people um, on their life and money, I realized that each time somebody's looking something new, it really changes and shifts their paradigm. And mm-hmm. so it um, it just became just this uh, name that we were using in people say you know you're you're putting me through your paradigm university you're putting me through your paradigm university and I'm like all right I guess we're calling it paradigm you cool <laughs> and, that is awesome uh, and it really just stopped yeah Thank oh you. I think that's great well and now let's talk about. Because you mentioned at the end of the last segment, um, you know, the last couple of years you've went through some uh, issues in your life, right? I always call them life events. So life events happen. So do you want to tar- uh, talk about that just a little bit? Yeah, I'd be happy to. You know, the disclaimer is that um, no judgment when I start bawling because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I've been known to get choked up here and there. But I'm happy to share because, again, that's something that I really lean on is, I'll share my experiences in hopes that maybe that inspires somebody. Maybe that helps somebody to get out of bed the next day. Maybe that encourages them to take that next step or that leap of faith. Um, You know, if if I can help by inspiring other people based on what I'm going through, what a cool gift and what good karma to put back into the the world. So, um, yeah, you know, it started about, gosh, six years ago now, I, um, I went through a season of losing grandparents. And so I lost three grandparents. One of them in particular, I was very, very close with um, to the point where I actually, one of my children is named after her. And that was a very traumatic experience for me, but it was such a beautiful experience. You know, I had the opportunity of holding my grandmother's hand as she took her last breath. And I had the opportunity of being with one of my grandfather's and the night before he took his last breath and I literally had popped on my phone and turned on my camera. I said, okay, grandpa, what are some of those last words of wisdom that you want to share with people? And oh my gosh, Joe, this, this man, he just did a mic drop <laughs> before he called mm. it and left the planet. But he said, you know, even through war and famine, this too shall pass. Everything will mm. continue to change and this too shall, shall pass. And I thought at the time I was like, oh my gosh, grandpa, this is, hard to hear. But, you know, I've looked back at that video and been so grateful over the last couple of years. So I went through that season and that was very difficult, but I also got an opportunity to watch my parents mourn the loss of their parents and um, that experience of family dynamics and how do you sift through my grandmother's, you know, 
a ridiculous amount of collections of jewelry and who decides who gets the houses and who gets, you know, all of these things and how do you navigate the transition of generational wealth. And those were all really educational pieces for me that I had the opportunity to um, walk alongside my family with. And I'm so grateful for that. And then, um, you know, almost it's coming up on three years now, one of the, the properties that I owned, I, interestingly, it was um, the property that I had started that bar that we had talked about in, um, there was a gas leak and, well, it wasn't a gas leak, actually. They were doing digging for construction on the main road right outside the building and some diggers hit a gas main and because it wasn't marked appropriately. And um, don't quote me on all of the specifics because I think that's still all under investigation, but what ultimately happened was the gas went back into that very, very beautiful old building that had five units in it um, on the main corner of a, a downtown. Uh, we have about 30-ish, maybe 40, th- in between 30 and, th- 30 and 40,000 people in our, our city. And uh, it actually literally exploded. And thankfully, we had about 45 minutes notice. Um, and the police and the fire departments were able to evacuate the entire downtown area. And that is such a beautiful gift because unfortunately what happened 45 minutes after they hit that gas line is that the building literally exploded, filled up with gas and exploded from the inside out. And thankfully there was no one inside of the building. Unfortunately um, there was a loss of life in that person who had bought my bar business. Interestingly enough, his name was Corey Barr. He a great last name, by the way, for yeah, someone about yeah. but um uh-huh. <laughs> And he was such a great guy, but he was also the fire uh, captain in our city uh, on our volunteer fire department at the time. And he um, he lost his life serving at, at from the lens of being a firefighter. And he was responding to the call from that lens. And that was very, very traumatic to me for so many reasons. One, I had built a very strong relationship with him. You know, you're, you're handing over your baby that you've spent five years growing and build, building um, and all of the time and energy that I'd put into that. So he had bought the business from me, but not the building. So I still owned the building. Um, so I also, the, the aftermath of that experience, um, you know, the fires burned for three days, I think, from gas just, in, you know, coming out. And the aftermath of that and learning how I all of a sudden had to become an expert and how do I literally clean up an entire building worth of bricks that's in the center of the city's main street? Because our highway in, from the state, they were saying, we need this clean because we need traffic to be able to come back through here. And I'm thinking, uh, how do I clean up, clean up uh, an entire building of bricks? And that's all of a sudden my responsibility because technically I still own that building that's now in a pile a block down the street. So I, I had a lot of really fast learning curves of, you know, like I was literally in, in the hole of a, a building. And, you know, climbing over kegs that had been, you know, in the, in the explosion or dealing with the, <laughs> just the, the crazy stuff that happened after that and the emotions that our entire city went through. You know, there was, we lost two entire city uh, blocks from that explosion. And so many business owners were, um, you know, they didn't have a place to run their business. Thank goodness their lives were, were, you know, saved. And that's beautiful and awesome. But all of a sudden... You know, the T-shirt printing company who rented one of my spaces, all of a sudden, all of their equipment is in piles in the bottom of a building in a hole. 
how do they start their business and how do they get back on their feet? How does, you know, the, the pizza parlor who is right across the street, how do they figure out where do I find a space to even start my business back up? And then I have to find and acquire and curate equipment to start my business back up. And so all of a sudden our city really came together because, and pulled apart at the same time because everybody was trying to navigate this just insanely fluke accident tragedy. And that was really traumatic for me. And, and on top of that, unfortunately, because I had, you know, sold my business on a land contract, that was technically a loan. So I literally had loaned this family money. And how do they navigate that? Now, and Corey's wife, who is a widow and has two young children that are, you know, quite young at the time, she, she shouldn't have to be figuring out how to deal with all of this stuff. She needs to be hugging her babies and mourning the loss of her husband. Right. And that was a really traumatic experience. And that's continued to be a very traumatic experience for me that I've been working through. Mm-hmm. So watching all of those on top of, you know, I had a, quite a few residents who lived in apartments upstairs in our building. They all of a sudden had nowhere to live. They had nothing. They lost everything that they had because it literally went up in flames and was thrown throughout the downtown of our city all of a sudden, how do they, they pick their lives back up? And so that really motivated me to really go down that path of making sure people had personal finances figured out because some of those people, they didn't have more than a couple, you know, hundred dollars in their bank account. Now all of a sudden they have to find a place to sleep tonight because of this accident. They're not going to get access to their insurance proceeds for a while. Maybe, you know, like who knows what their circumstances are. There was people who literally just, you know, they're like, I don't know what to do. And they just called up a family member and cried and said, can I just stay with you until I figure it out? And watching that and watching how each person responded to that tragedy has been so motivating for me to make sure that I can educate as many people on the things that I've learned to help you be prepared in case something happens. You know, I lost a significant amount of my family's income because all of a sudden the business that I had built couldn't pay me the the mortgage payments that they owed me. I lost a significant amount of money because all of a sudden all of the tenants who rented spaces in the building that I had owned couldn't pay rent because, and they didn't need to because there was no place to go. And on top of that, you know, a bank, they don't really care about that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't want to like slam our bank, but at the time, you know, it was three days. I think the fires were still burning and the bank calls and says, okay, you got to pay off your mortgage. And I said, there's literally no building. And they say, well, yeah, you still got, you still owe that money. Like you, you took out a loan on this. You, it's your responsibility. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I am. That, that was a commitment that I made and I made that decision. So now all of a sudden I have to pay out a significant amount of money to a mortgage that of a property that doesn't even exist. (laughs) And so thankfully, you know, I had insurance coverage on the property Mm -hmm. and I was able to contact my insurance company and navigate all of that and figure that out. But what was really interesting was a lot of people didn't have the capacity to even get that far. And, you know, for me being a Dave Ramsey lover for many years and advocate, I understood the importance of having an emergency fund. I understood, hey, you know what? Your life can completely change in the blink of an eye, and it literally did for me. And all of a sudden, my family went from having, you know, a pretty healthy income to losing a significant amount of that income just Mm -hmm. because somebody was digging and hit a gas lane, and everything went up in, in smoke. 
And you know what? That's that's just that's life, right? I mean, we never know when something's going to happen, and everything, like you said, right. goes up in smoke. And unfortunately, we only yeah. have like two minutes until the end of the show, April. Um, it's just been so fast. I mean, I'm sitting here going, uh-huh, uh-huh, oh my gosh, uh-huh. And all of a sudden, I get a text going, oh, there's only four minutes left. I'm like, no, <laughs> I want to talk forever to April. But thank oh, you for sharing thank you. that. It's been so Be- nice. Because, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, I appreciate it. Absolutely. absolutely. Because as you know, as you just said, everything can change and everything can go up in smoke just like that. But that doesn't mean you should stop trying right? That doesn't mean you should wallow and stop trying. You have to pick up the pieces and keep moving. And April is a true example of that. April and her husband and family are just a true example of uh, picking up the pieces, keep moving on. From that tragedy now has taken that and doing greater good for other people. And that's what life is about. Because we all will have life events that happen to us. It's how we react to those life events and how we take that life event and teach others how to overcome them, get through them, and move on to even better days. So, April, thank you so much for being a wonderful, wonderful guest today. Um, Linda had, I just want to share one more thing. Linda says, ah, April, hugs to you. Um, Linda is a farmer. She says, her bar business and farming are similar. Your work late hours. We need more Aprils in our life. So for that, April, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for all you do. Paradigm U is April's uh, website. So ParadigmU.com, and U is just the letter U. So ParadigmU.com is April's website. April, thank you again so much for being on the show today. And ladies and gentlemen, as always, to reach your full potential of becoming bigger, better, bolder, and stronger with each and every day. Again, you can check out my website, JoeHosman.com. If you have questions for April... Feel free to email me or reach out to me like you do, and I will forward those on to April as well, if, especially if you're interested in her workshop, the state planning workshop that's coming up. I'm also going to be promoting that as well because I think it's so valuable. It's exactly, exactly what we all need. So yeah, to reach you your phone. Thank you so much, Joe. Uh, one last thing, um, just a heads sure. up, we also have the podcast that you were recently on. Thank you for being a guest on my podcast. That's that right. And the Ski Saloon Virtual Bar Podcast. Awesome. Yes, yes, yes. I can't wait. So always remember, you are stronger than what you give yourself credit for. So go out, be great today. Be great always. And along the way, show some kindness and love wherever you go. We never, never know what people are going through. Be a blessing to others. Take care. God bless. We're going to see you here next week for another exciting show. Thank you for listening to Go For It. Be sure to come back next Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Joe Hausman, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great day and an even better week.